0: Today is Monday, May 8th, 2023. This is Quick Start from CBN News. I'm Dan Andros. A shooting in Texas leaves eight dead authorities still searching for answers. We'll have that top story and more on today's podcast. We're bringing news from a Christian perspective. Don't forget to subscribe and leave a rating and share it with a friend. You can email us, quickstartpodcast at cbn.org. Joining me, as always, to get through the news of the cray, Billy Hallowell. Happy Monday. Billy, what's going on?
1: Well, I am, you know, sipping my coffee ready to go, excited <laughs> for another week of News of the Cray.
0: Here we go. Let's dive right on in. What do we have uh, coming up on the Focus story?
1: Chris Pratt, I, honestly, I think this is the most candid he has been ever at this point about his faith. And so pretty interesting quotes coming from him.
0: Yeah, and that's saying a lot because he has spoken out, and uh, but then there's been controversies. so we will uh, we will talk about all of it coming up on the focus story also on the main thing we will be talking about the rnc's artificial intelligence campaign ad and then biden's announcement directly following it all very interesting stuff about ai and the politics of it all but uh, first we're going to get through the news here in 90 seconds Another tragic shooting, this time in Allen, Texas. Is shocking footage from an outlet mall's parking lot showed Mauricio Garcia stepping out of his car in tactical gear and heavily armed before he started shooting at shoppers killing eight. A law enforcement source tells AP the FBI is investigating possible motives but said they don't have a lot to go on right now. The suspect has a long history of mental health issues and police, a police officer who happened to be near the area confronted and took out the threat. And the party is over now for King Charles. He's a king now after being crowned over the weekend. He's the eldest son of Queen Elizabeth II. This all went down on Saturday at London's Westminster Abbey and following all of the ceremonies. Now he's got to head and start going To lead the institution that now, as a lot of people are saying, is basically becoming irrelevant. And uh, Queen Elizabeth was very well-beloved, but how will things go now that King Charles is at the helm? So that'll be something to keep an eye on. And an Iranian Christian woman tells CBN News her inspiring story of faith and courage under horrible persecution. You see how international pressure helped her escape Iran and start a new life in the U.S. You can read that story And moreover at CBNnews.com. Billy, I know you were glued to your television uh, watching watching
1: King Charles get crowned uh, over the weekend. Am I right on that? What's a King Charles? No, um, yeah, I... (laughs) I mean, I was not, although I, you know, I read about it here or there. I, I do think, you know, we covered this on <laughs> right, some of our, right. some of our other content, like the religious, the Christian elements of it were super fascinating, but I paid about 12 seconds of attention to it over the weekend.
0: It's really fascinating because some people, like I know Trey, who's not on today, will be back on tomorrow, but he, I know he's interested in this stuff and it seems like really people either are or they aren't. It's uh, there's no in between. You're either, oh, I just find all it very fascinating you know, there's there's critics out there now. You have a lot of people on the progressive left saying, that, hey, we need to admit, you know, the the colonialist past their history you know there's this all of this going on but but some people still just love all of the history of it all and you know it's fascinating that they've got the lineage traced back but uh, i'm with you i'm in your camp i'm kind of like okay they put a crown on his head he's right. got a great life good for them but <laughs>
1: he's got a great taxpayer subsidized life and you no know, i do i do think that it is the history is cool like, I, I think that there are very few things that the world has that are like that. Right. You know, yeah. which is why, you know, even when there's a new Pope, right. Regardless of whether people are Catholic or not, they pay attention because it's interesting. You have hundreds of years, you know, or thousands of years of, you know, sort of a tradition of something again, whether you agree with it or not, it's, it is interesting to see the historical elements of these things, but yes, it's to me, there's just so many other things going on in the world. Right. You know, yeah. I like, just can't yeah we, we have attention.
0: people shooting at malls. I mean, it's just craziness going on. And a lot of issues that need to be dealt with. And this one does seem like kind of a sideshow. But nevertheless, it's going to dominate the news when things like this happen. I mean, it doesn't happen often. So there it was over the weekend. And I would encourage people to check out your conversation with Ray Comfort. You talked a lot about that Christian imagery there. And I'll put the link into the description. But uh, fascinating stuff there. But uh, we're going to head on over to our focus story now because this is fascinating as well. Chris Pratt, he's taken, I mean, Christians who are kind of cheering for like a big star to be a Christian, they've, he's taken them on a bit of a roller coaster ride. One minute they're like, yes, you know, talking about Chris sharing the gospel and they're all excited. And then he'll give an interview where you're kind of scratching your head like, well, what's going on there? Uh, but now he's, as his latest Marvel movie's out. He hit the headlines again for his Christian views. So what's going on now?
1: Yeah, he was apparently at a Cinema Society screening um, in the last couple of days, and this is for Guardians of the Galaxy Volume Three. And a reporter was asking him. She actually said, "I admire how open you are about your faith. You know, do you feel like you get a lot of hits for that? I think I think you get a lot of hits of it for it. Do you feel that way?" And he agreed. He said, <laughs> "Yeah, I do feel that way." He said, "Here's the quote." He said, "That's nothing new. That's nothing new. You know." If I was of this world, they would love me just like that. But as it is, I've chosen out of this world. That's John 15, 18 through 20. That's him quoting scripture during this interview. Then he says, that's the way it is. Nothing new. 2,000 years ago, they hated him too. Talking about Jesus. (laughs) And so, and of course, you know, in typical Chris Pratt style, there's always like a minor expletive at some point in the interview, right? Um, Which, which is interesting. You know, he always kind of, he always kind of does that, but, but not at that point. It was a different point in the interview. But, but i thought the fact that he brought jesus up quoted scripture i mean that's that is the clearest to me that we've seen from him today it wasn't just oh i'm i'm citing a bible verse he he cited a part of scripture that talks about people hating jesus in regards to how he's treated for his faith and so i don't know i thought i thought it was interesting
0: yeah that is that is pretty interesting and is that him quoting the scripture directly or was that you sort of letting us know what he was quoting
1: no, that was him. He said, he said, I've chosen out of this world. And then he said it's, and now it's sort of strange how he worded it. That's John fifteen eighteen through 20. That's mm. him saying it. So he actually <laughs> brought the scripture in, um, which, which I found to be again. And then from there followed up with the, Hey, they hated Jesus 2000 years ago too.
0: Wow. That is very interesting. What else, uh, what else uh, stood out as you as particularly noteworthy on his comments?
1: Yeah, his comments are noteworthy because over the last couple of months, right, and we can get into this in a minute, but last year there was one interview in particular that really was discouraging to a lot of people about his faith, but the last couple of months he has been openly talking about his faith Again, um, he was on with uh, Drew Barrymore on her daytime talk right. show um, about a month ago, and he talked He talked about scripture, shared scripture, talked about meeting his wife, Catherine Schwarzenegger, um, how he, they met at church. He talked about finding a higher power, asking God to save him, and feeling saved. I mean, that's, again, a pretty overt mention of faith. Um, and he, back in February doubled down on that 2018 speech that he gave at the mtv movie and tv awards yeah. if you remember that speech you talked about god and encouraged young people to love god and let god change their lives um and so yeah i, I think we've seen at least three moments now since january where he's been pretty open about his faith
0: <laughs> yeah i mean it does spring up and, and this is why we cover it because you know again i mean we've got we've gotten in from both sides there are people very happy to see um people like Chris Pratt that are big celebrities that are open about their faith. And then we have others who kind of criticize us. Why are you commenting on what these celebrities say? Who cares about what the celebrities say? But I do think it matters because of the influence they have. And look, we're just so used as Christians to people in Hollywood, people in you know bigger institutions, Criticizing faith, and most of them aren't really strong believers or believers at all, and so you don't, you just don't get a lot of support in these spheres. So I think it's important to sort of show you when we do have someone backing up and and supporting a Christian viewpoint. I think they're important voices for us in our in our culture and our society right now, especially when it comes to trying to influence a culture that's really gone off the rails at this point on so many basic truth issues. So. What, what else do we need to know about these comments, Billy, that stood out to you?
1: Yeah, I mean, I think that that covers these comments. I know that, you know, the, the thing that happened last year, and actually, I just want to, I want to actually comment on something you just said, because a lot of us, we want to criticize, and, and there are mom- there are there's rightful judgment. When a celebrity is doing something, they say they're a Christian, and they're doing something that's unchristian you know, it's okay to be aware of that and and to speak into it. But if you're going to call it out, take at least as much time to pray for those people. They're in a tough industry. They're trying to speak out and say what they believe. Maybe they haven't fully arrived where they need to. And so I think we need to be praying for people like Chris Pratt and others in Hollywood, who are having a lot of secular pressure on them, but to stand up and, and say what he said here, it takes a lot of actual courage to do that in Hollywood. <laughs> so, yeah, we need to be praying for those people. But I wanted to just reference because we've talked about this, we've covered it a lot the men's health interview that he did last year, where he said, I'm not a religious person. That quote mm-hmm. really disappointed a lot of people because the interview, at least how it was presented through men's health made it feel like he had regrets about that MTV speech, right? It made it feel like he didn't like the way that people were seeing him as a religious person. He talked about the way religion has been misused. And a lot of people took that to mean, wait, is he backing away? Is he saying he's not a person of faith? I think, what you've seen now is he's been trying to correct that, right? He he put out that Instagram post, doubling down on the speech. He's talked about his faith. I think we have to be, you know, really careful when we're when we're reading the press, when we're looking at media, um, to know that you know this is the way a story is being presented, but it may not be the full picture. I think we're yeah. getting a clearer sense of where he stands
0: now. Yeah, I think that's absolutely right. I mean, it's very tough to trust media, especially a print interview where you can't watch the person saying what they're saying. And even when you watch them saying what they're saying on a video, you have to be very careful to look at the edits and see where they're cutting. And if it is one that's been chopped up and moved around they've left out context Um, and instead just really uh, rely on ones that are full context, you get the whole thing. You get to watch them speak and lay it all out there because the media always has a narrative. And almost always, it's not good uh, for Christians. So appreciate you bringing that story, Billy. Always interesting to see what what is going on when it comes to Chris and his faith comments. So glad to see him making these ones there uh, this week. So appreciate that. that's going to move us over to the main thing right now. And Madison Seals is joined by a tech policy analyst here talking about this RNC, artificial intelligence campaign ad. And then the Biden administration's announcement following it up regarding safety checks for AI innovation. The timing of the announcement seems pretty conspicuous. What is the administration planning to do with all of this emerging AI? That's today's main thing.
2: Well, last week, the Biden-Harris administration announced new actions that promote responsible American innovation and in artificial intelligence, or AI, and protect people's rights and safety. It's no surprise that there's risks and opportunities with AI, so the purpose of any actions regarding its use is both to protect the integrity of technological development and also protect creative freedoms associated with it, while also ensuring that the U.S. maintains its competitive edge in international innovation. There's no doubt this is a difficult balancing act, especially as AI technology finds its way into politics. And here to discuss this particular aspect of AI is James Chernowski, senior tech and innovation policy analyst at Americans for Prosperity. James, thanks for joining me.
3: Thanks for having me.
2: One aspect that I find particularly interesting is the timing of this announcement. Joe Biden debuted his first re-election ad for 2024 about two weeks ago. And in response, the RNC released an ad of their own, which as you point out, is also the first to be 100% AI-generated. The RNC called the spot, an AI-generated look into the country's possible future if Joe Biden is re-elected in 2024. And I'll play a clip from that now. This morning, an emboldened China invades Taiwan. Financial markets are in free fall as 500 regional banks have shuttered their doors. Border agents were overrun by a surge of 80,000 illegals yesterday evening. Officials
3: closed the city of San
2: Francisco this morning, citing the escalating crime and fentanyl crisis. Who's in charge here? It feels like the train is coming off the tracks. So again, that was an AI-generated ad, not real news. And the answer to the question was assuming that President Biden was re-elected president in 2024. James, first off, what is your reaction to this ad?
3: Yeah, I I mean, you know, it's a political ad, it's not surprising that the GOP is trying to frame its vision of what a Joe Biden presidency can look like if he's reelected and trying to message that to, you know, potential voters in 2024. So nothing surprising there. But I actually for me as a technology guy, I was really excited about just knowing that this was done using complete, you know, uh, generative AI 100% of it, Um, you know, it really goes to show and underscore just how powerful. Uh, this kind of technology can be in terms of leveraging it for different kinds of use cases we've seen it uh you know manifest in other ways like you know chat gpt and the cute stuff there with writing poems and songs and whatever but to go and see it put in a more substantive format and in terms of like this advertising uh, context is is actually kind of interesting because, you know, while it's being done in a political way here, uh, you know, it's really exciting thinking about how that can be used in other normal commercial settings as we're looking forward to. So I think there's a lot of promise there, but I think that some of the reaction because this was a political one uh, is, you know, unsurprisingly overblown by design.
2: Right. Yeah. I think to a lot of people, this AI technology is kind of this distant future dream and this ad kind of made it a bigger reality. Is the timing of this AI safety announcement from the Biden administration just ironic, or do you think that it's a response to the RNC ad?
3: Uh, It's probably a little bit of a mix of both, right? I'm sure that, you know, if you're looking at the Biden camp, they're not overly pleased at seeing like, you know, a negative ad about them. And, you know, it might be a little bit of political posturing on their side. But make no mistake, it is also just an administration that's not necessarily known for being overly welcome to new kinds of technologies and emerging technologies. This is the same administration that is trying to uh, take a lot of action to go and, you know, punish cryptocurrencies. They just announced like with their proposed budget that they want to put a 30% tax on people that are using energy for crypto mining. uh, However, you're going to go and enforce that's a separate conversation. But, you know, you have that. And then on this front with the, uh, you know, artificial intelligence Uh, Side, you know, they've convened the the leaders and demanded the companies to go and come to the table with how they're going to engage in responsible innovation, quote unquote, um, which what that looks like is is a little nebulous at best. I think that, you know, there's this underlying assumption that these companies just want to move fast and break things, that there's no regard for the consumer whatsoever. uh, And I don't think that that's necessarily true. Um, Obviously, you're operating in a bit of the unknown and there's some role there, but if we're not careful, You might go and see proposals similar to like the AI Act that they put out there in Europe, which is very restrictive, very burdensome, and is basically, you know, virtually guaranteeing that not a lot of the major innovations in that technology are going to happen there. And in light of a, you know, conversation that's surrounding competition with China, I think that'd be very detrimental if we tried to emulate European policy on this front.
2: Right, that's a really good point. A lot of President Biden's ad focused on protecting Americans' freedoms, but one of these freedoms that we can't forget about is in the creative space and in technological innovation. Do you think that AI is the future of political advertising?
3: I think it can certainly play a role in there. Sometimes, like, I think people think, like, with AI, it's this all-or-nothing thing where it's going to go and take all the jobs, or it's going to be absolutely mundane, and the reality is is that AI and the way that it's getting used is more of, like, a supplemental good. Uh, You know, with ChatGPT, it's not going to replace creatives, but it can certainly assist creatives in how they're approaching problems that they're trying to tackle, and the same thing can be said in the political context. Um, I know that, you know, there are certain staff on the Hill for politicians that have used this very technology to help them write their floor remarks so there's a lot of I think good use cases there but it's not to the extent that people are fearing that doom and gloom scenario is very far from reality even your AI community in and of itself for those like you know Terminator like situations they don't really have a, a consensus on the timeline for what something like that might look like so I think that you don't go and operate out of a precautionary principle and try to close the door on AI when it's still so young but I think that it has a very bright future and when What's really exciting for me, like I said at the outset, is that this is just one use case, and I can't wait to see how the more creative sectors of our economy that are in the commercial space try to leverage this technology for you know, connecting with consumers in new and unique ways.
2: Yeah, yeah. With any new creation or new technology and pretty much everywhere that we see artificial intelligence, we see these debates about whether or not it's a good idea. And there is good reason to have some caution, as you said, in approaching this new technology. It seems like people are even more fearful about AI being used online specifically because that comes with a sort of anonymity that makes it especially hard to tell what's real and what's not. MSNBC went as far to call it an unsettling first step toward a new world of manipulation. Should this strategy worry those who are specifically concerned about deep fakes and misinformation? No, I mean, I don't
3: personally think so, and I found like that particular line of commentary a little ludicrous because particularly with political ads, I feel like you're projecting the the problems that are being identified of misinformation misleading people that are typically associated with political ads, and you're you're attributing it to the technology. And the technology itself is agnostic. It's about how the person is actually using it that ultimately determines what comes out of the output there. So I think that it's completely inappropriate to say, oh well, you know, AI is going to go and lead us to this, you know. Uh, World where we're having a bunch of lies and misinformation and misleading people and whatnot, I think that that's a complete overreaction. Um, and if you're truly that worried about it, then let's have a conversation about what political ads should look like. And it's not like the RNC hit this at all. Like, I mean, as you said at the outset, they kind of owned it. They were like, yeah, this is done by AI 100%. Uh, they're not hiding the ball there. And, you know, honestly, I think that, you know, they were just playing smart, not, you know, working hard, if you will, uh, you know, work smart, not hard. And, and that's kind of what you're seeing play out there. So, again, I think that the fears are overblown. It's it's kind of projecting issues that have traditionally been associated with political ads onto the technology, and that's just not the not the right place to be at.
2: Right. Yeah, that's a good point to make about kind of the nature of political ads. There's always been a level of falsity or exaggeration in politics, like candidates trying to paint their rival as someone they're not or even twisting their words. So just like the public should do with traditional ads over the years, do your own research about certain claims that are made and fact check things for yourself. And regardless of the technology, AI can't force you to make up your mind. It should just make you maybe be more cautious in believing everything you see, which could be a good thing.
3: Oh, 100%. I think you're absolutely right. When we're thinking about AI, uh, at the end of the day, kind of like what I said previously, it's a complementary good. Um, I've talked about the notion of AI hallucinations and AI bias, and it just hammers home to this point where at the end of the day, you're you're your own best resource. You don't want to become rely on any particular technology. So you have to go and supplement what you're using the technology for along with your own personal first-hand research into the topics that include, you know, visiting first-hand materials, second-hand resources, etc. You know, don't just become reliant on the thing. Otherwise, you're going to, you know, basically set yourself up for failure in that regard. So, you know, again, it's just one of those things where I think that it's overblown because people assume that we're just going to become reliant and blindly trusting of all that stuff. And I think that we're in an era right now where that's just not necessarily uh, the case whatsoever.
2: Right, yeah. We'll have to see where this... AI technology goes and probably be having you back on here soon to talk about it. But James, thanks for your perspective and your insight on this.
3: Thanks for having me. All
0: right, Madison, appreciate that conversation there. We're, of course, going to be keeping tabs on all things AI because there are so many things you won't consider now that it'll be too late by the time it's all you know been made mainstreamed and the things are all in place. And we have all the protocols in place. And so what government is planning to do with AI, always something we want to keep a tab on. So appreciate that story. And that's going to leave us time here for one last thing.
1: You know, you know I think uh, in light of what Chris Pratt had to say, maybe we look at John 15, yeah. 18, and 19, uh, which are the, the verses he mentioned It reads, if the world hates you, keep in mind that it hated me first. If you belong to the world, it would love you as its own. As it is, you do not belong to the world, but I have chosen you out of the world. That is why the world hates you. Mm -hmm.
0: Yeah, and that is um, really something, again, that eternal perspective that we want to keep. Like everybody, you should look different. You should have people who, when they see the faith message, they're going to revile you. Not because of you, but because you're pointing to christ and not everyone's going to respond to that so um it's just a reminder that we need to be different from the world and obviously in hopes that more people come to a saving faith in christ so appreciate that verse appreciate uh you all being here today lord willing in that creek don't rise we will be back here tomorrow with more news from a christian perspective god bless you then